Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of Ways to Live podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. I've been thinking a lot about everyone. Um, Been thinking a lot about the world in general, honestly. Social media has been heavy lately and I I am a consumer of social media, especially Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, I love how connected it keeps me to people, and I also just feel like it's a good way to, um, you know, stay updated with the world, but, oh, the recent stuff that has just come out about sex trafficking and child sex trafficking has been really heavy. Um, I didn't get an episode out last week, and honestly, it was because we had just got back from Lake Powell, and I had all... I, I, I had the intentions to get one up, but we kind of just got hit with everything that we didn't know was going on, and I don't know, it just felt really heavy, and I kind of was in a funk, and I was like, I can't record right now, like, especially something light, and I also don't have the credibility to talk about um, sex trafficking or really know anyone that can talk to me about that, so... Um, yeah, took a break for a week, and it felt right, um, even though I missed you guys and I want to get stuff up, and I also know that there is a place for lightheartedness right now, though, because I think you always need balance, and you need things that you can add into your life that kind of lift you and bring you joy, and so that's what we hope to do today. Um, just want to give you a little bit of peace and maybe make you laugh and maybe make you think about some other things that are interesting. So I hope you like this episode. By the way, Josh is here. You might hear him. Uh, he's kind of breathing loudly. I'm enjoying some ice cream <laughs> right now. So this is yeah. our date night tonight, guys. Podcast and ice cream. Yeah, we already watched. We watched Operation Toussaint with Tim Ballard. It's on Amazon Prime. And I was a little bit um, nervous to watch that. And oh, also, he's eating Talenti gelato, right? What flavor? Yes. Caramel cookie crunch, and it is delightful. And I'm going to have to stop him so that he doesn't sound like he's got a mouthful of ice cream while he's talking. But I've got some that I'm eating too. It's a Ben and Jerry's. Caramel and chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookie squirrels, globs of chocolate, chip cookie dough, and peanut butter cookie dough. Are you kidding? So, it's all about balance, people. Really quickly, before we jump into this podcast, go ahead and press pause and get yourself some ice cream so we can all eat ice cream together while listening and doing the podcast. Oh, if someone does that. It'll be like a group date. Mm -hmm. Please send a picture. That'd let's, be awesome. Let's dive in. Let's do this thing. All right. So we're going to do a Q&A. I asked people to send us pictures or pictures. What? Send us <laughs> questions, not send us pictures. You did just ask them to send a picture <laughs> and if they eat ice cream. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I asked people to send us questions um, that they had for Josh and I, and it could be about anything. We definitely got a lot about... I don't know, we can just jump into it, but a lot about marriage, babies, um, and then just some other things. And so I'm going to start kind of with the... Uh, I don't know these questions either, just so you know, I haven't read them or anything, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, he, he doesn't know any of them. I've looked over them and thought about them. 
Here's the first one. What are the things you value most? Am I answering this one? I mean, first thing that came to mind is family. Family, friends, Jesus Christ and the gospel, wow. and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, mine's like really similar. I was thinking relationships, which is family and close friends. Um, truth, which to me is That's a Jesus good one. Christ. What? Truth is a good one. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, truth. Uh, peace. Uh, definitely value humor, knowledge, and then I also value fluff. I think there's balance, like I said earlier. Like, you gotta have, you gotta have like your soberness. But I also think that I think that uh, God put certain things into the world to like make us happy because we need to have balance. So, okay, marriage, marriage advice. Oof. Wish I would have known, like things that you wish you would have known before you got married. Are we saying like funny things, good things, bad things? <laughs> what? I don't know. What's the first thing Look, that comes first to thing your that mind? popped in my head is I didn't know that I would find your hair <gasps> everywhere. What? You never even talk about that. It was the first thing that popped in my head. Was like Seriously, that's the first thing. I'm just not used to like long hair. Okay. Cuz like cuz I lived with like mission companions and roommates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then also I'm like, well, girls' hair gets girls everywhere. Girls' hair everywhere. Yeah. What um, else? You know, I, th- I think I wish I knew how to like. This is gonna sound funny, but I wish I knew how to talk to girls or talk to <laughs> you in a better way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, with guys, it's just like I'll oh, suck it up, you know, and yeah. With girls, it's completely different. I think the way that you show love and compassion and sympathy for. And we need to, like, be heard. What? You, we need to feel heard, you know? Yeah. Okay, I, that, think, that's why I, I think I right what? now, it may, this might be a good time. We're just going to tell you guys some stories. Wait, wait which story? <laughs> so, so worried. When Josh and I were dating, I'm going to tell you guys a story about communication. Because this is a huge topic, and I think about guys, because I have four brothers, and I know that is a struggle for a lot of men to talk to women. And so I'm just going to tell you something. And I, I, I'm i not going to apologize for the way that women communicate. I think it's, There's no need it to is apologize. necessary. And I don't think that people need to be like, oh, you have to like talk to them like this, or whatever. No. This it's so important and it is truly godlike, I think, the way that we need to listen and be heard because you do too, even though you don't admit it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I had a warrant out for my arrest. Um but one. I didn't know about it. So I was at my so okay, rewind, uh maybe I two or three months. Two or three months before this phone call that I got from the police, I got in a car accident that I caused. Um, I, like, dinged someone, and, yeah, anyways, I ended up getting a ticket. And I also got all these other papers that was, like, for insurance and all this other stuff. And I was kind of in shock when that all happened, and I didn't know that I got a ticket. I remember just taking home, like, a bunch of papers, and I, like, called and figured out insurance, and, like, that was really overwhelming for me because I'd never done something like that before. And I really, like, I must have just missed the ticket. 
Anyway, so like fast forward three months later, I'm literally just like in my apartment. I think I was like laying on the ground in my room for some reason, probably like reading. I don't know. No, we were and making I, out. No, we weren't. I was there. We were <laughs> making out, but we were hanging out. I remember you got the phone call. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I answered the phone call and they're like, is this Vanessa? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, where are you? And I told them where I was because they said, they were like, this is the police. Like, stay right where you are and we're coming. We're coming to you. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, what? Like, and I mean, the only thing I could think of is why they, for why they would be there is like something to do with the car accident earlier. Anyways, we get down there and they were basically just like, you can either pay almost $500 and, right, like, no, you have to pay $500 right here or come spend the night in jail and then pay $500, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I didn't have, obviously, a right $500 on me, so I had to send Josh to go get $500 out of my bank account and... um which, thank heavens I have that in there. And <laughs> Jeremy, Josh's friend, was there. And I remember, shout out to Jeremy, just standing there, like, standing by me, comforting me, while I literally was crying the entire time Josh was and gone. And the cops are literally hovering over you. Yeah, they just stood by me in the parking lot. And it was really scary. And so Josh got the money, brought it back, we paid him. I was honestly mortified that number one you know I got in a dumb accident to start with that was caused by me and I had all this money that I had to pay to fix the car like insurance stuff and whatever and then also we're gonna get married like we knew that we were gonna get married and I was trying to save up for a wedding and pay for things and then I had to pay for this Oh, long story short, I was just a big, big mess, and I was crying really hard, and I kept, like, and Josh, like, kept trying to comfort me, but when I get like that, like, and I get really mad, like, and also sad, I don't know why, but I just, like, want to push people out and push people away, and Josh was trying to comfort me, but I just kind of, like, pushed him away. Anyways, I knew that that was my fault, but I knew deep down, like, I wanted him to be there. And I said to him later, I said, okay, I know that I pushed you out in that situation. And I just said, next time I do that, just know that, like, even if I tell you to leave, like, don't leave. Like, even if I tell you, like, to get out and whatever, like, please don't. Like, I, like, need you there. And that's just going to be a tip. Maybe not all women are like that. I don't think all women are like that. But... It's something good to know if it, things like that keep reoccurring. I don't know. That was good for us, right? And I think the moral of that story is, like, whatever you you want, like, in a relationship, however you want, like, your communication to work out, like, look at how one of your fights or one of your miscommunications went and say, how would this have gone better? And hopefully you can just say, like, hey, next time that happens, like, this is what would make me feel better, right? And so that's kind of what I did, and that really helped. What about you? Honestly, I just... 
<laughs> barely realized that we gave the cops $500 and they just walked away. Like, <laughs> did we sign anything? I'm sorry. Another important key aspect of communication is listening. And I might have zoned out a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I literally realized we just gave cops like 500 bucks, and they just walked away. They probably pocketed 250 each. And call it good. No, they didn't. No, I had I'm to take kidding. it. But I was, yeah. I had to take it. Anyways, let's move on to the next question. Okay, okay. I lost my train of thought there. Oh, uh, this is this is a tricky question. Um, how to meet people during Corona and like how to date during court Corona. Oh man. Yeah. I have. Well, I think it's hard because people have their own personal opinions about coronavirus right mm-hmm. and if you know if they need to wear masks and all this stuff i think oh that's hard because no one's living like we live in provo and obviously it's a huge college hub and you always see people meeting hanging out outside and stuff like that and that's not happening because everyone's moved away it's hard in general like my heart goes out to Especially single people. I don't know what situation situation you're in. Um, if you're with family or friends or what. But I know that being lonely is not the best thing, at least for me. And uh, so do what you can to not feel lonely. As far as meeting people, like literally just someone that you know is in your area. And I, I, my mind first goes to social media. Like I know that there are certain people in my area where like I uh, personally have gotten pretty lonely during like quarantine and all, even just being a mother in general is kind of like lonely sometimes. Um, And there's just people that I know that I'm not necessarily really good friends with, but I know that, like, they're moms too. I follow them. We have similar schedules. I can reach out to them. And so I think, like, just try and find that. And here's the thing too. Like, you have to reach out and you have to invite. Also, people like to hang out with people who like to have fun and who who have things that they like to do for fun. So, like, I love it when, like, a friend of mine will say, like, they have this thing that they like to do and they invite me to go along and sometimes it becomes like my thing too you know so like if you have something fun like figure out something fun that you like to do and invite someone right like then you have something that you can give to that person like if you're just like lonely and then like you're just like oh like why won't anyone hang out with me and then you just like are kind of slumping around like that's not very fun for other people to be with so you just kind of want to have something fun that you like to do too and like invite people to be a part of that right yes i thought of something too yeah like kind of the opposite too if you find someone that you follow on instagram or something that is doing something that you've always wanted to try for example rock climbing or hiking whatever it may be don't be afraid to reach out to them and just say hey that looks way fun i love to go with you sometime or if it's rock line i'd love for you to teach me like let me know when you're going next time or something yeah for just, real. that's one thing that i i feel like people just worry that they're gonna bother someone or they worry about rejection the worst thing that can happen is you get a no yeah and then you just move on yeah you know yeah the and the craziest thing is too like i don't know you can literally 
you have to like also just like just hang out with people even if you don't think that maybe you guys are a lot alike or I don't know like you gotta find people that will stick but for example like I have a second cousin who I know lives in this area and his wife like they have six kids and his wife the other day like said hey like do you want to come to a park with me and like I went and just sat by her at the park while like her kids played and I just like held Jeter and it was so awesome and like she has six kids and I have one child you know <laughs> like but it was so cool to just sit and talk to her and that really like filled my cup that day you know so I don't know they don't like like Josh said like reach out it doesn't matter if like you feel like you have a ton in common whatever like moral of the story is just reach out sometimes some people will stick sometimes some people won't and that's totally fine you just got to keep trying right um and as far as dating goes like don't be afraid to make a move that's all I'm gonna say make a move I think it's hard like right now it's probably hard to meet people in person don't be ashamed of legit sliding into someone's DMs yeah, or messaging someone online DMs. and asking them to go out, right? Yeah, that's Restaurant, what I mean. Restaurants mm-hmm. are open. Yeah. You know, there's, it's beautiful outside, it's warm outside. Yeah. Go out on dates, don't yeah. be afraid. Go out with and friends, if you're feeling it, play volleyball, maybe like even set up like okay, like, I'm going to say volleyball night or pickleball night and just, like, invite people. And then you never know, like, who pe- who will be invited, right? And if you're worried about coronavirus, like, maybe you can just keep the numbers contained if you want. But, yeah, the only thing that stands between you and the person that you want to find to date is literally just, like, a gathering of some sort. So, um, it, I don't know. That's kind of what I would say. Preach. Um, okay, this is a gooey one. Ooh. What about uh, something unglamorous about marriage? Ooh. <laughs> what is... Everything's glamorous about marriage. Are you kidding me? No. No, it's not. Everybody <laughs> There poops. are literally so many things. Everybody farts. I learned that. <laughs> I learned that. <laughs> That's not good, honestly. It's kind of funny, too. Something funny, like... So here's something like, glamorous. Wait, how much do we talk about, like... This was a funny one I just thought of. So, Nessa and I are different. Like, when we get in a fight, not a fight, an argument, we don't fight that much. You know what? Yeah, sometimes we fight. That's not glamorous. But we're going to say it. Nessa has to, like, resolve the issue super quick and has to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, no, I just need my space to think about this for a minute. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that's made us clash even more. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, not super glamorous. Yeah, not, not glamorous. What's, what, what's not glamorous about me? What are your thoughts? I think, well, nothing. <laughs> you can rail on me. I'm ready. Not glamorous about you. Or marriage with me. Well, there's lots of things, honestly. Oh. But it's like, it's a good thing. I think unglamorous things are the things that make life, like, kind of fun, you know. But um, one thing that I thought of was, like, the grind of going to school all day at least for Josh and I like for a couple years like the first almost four years was like go to school all day and we literally Josh and I liked getting up and going to the gym so before school we'd get up we'd get up at like 5 30 or 6 and be to the gym by 6 30 
and then we'd be at school all day and we'd work all day and literally sometimes we wouldn't get home until 9 or 10 and then you go to bed again so that was a grind for a while like and I remember like calling my mom and complaining about that and just being like I never even see Josh like it's just really hard and I didn't know it was going to be like this and she was like, yeah, like, I've been there, too. Like, so many people are there, you know? So, yeah, in those situations, I always just think about people that have it worse than I do, mm-hmm. especially, like, medical students and their wives and, or, you know, the opposite. And Also, one thing, like, you probably see your spouse less when you're married than you did when you were dating oh uh maybe yes and no i think i think like you have to make you kind of make more time for dating and like dating opportunities when you're dating um but i think you see each other more when you're married because you spend the night together and you wake up together and those things Mm -hmm. you know i think that makes up for it And then, you know, it's not always that you get back at 9 or whatever. So you'll have, like, earlier days that you guys can just hang out. And so, I mean, I think it balances out. But I definitely think you see each other more when you're married. Another thing is just, like, farting. Like... I don't fart. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That whole, like, grossness. I have to wax Josh's unibrow, like, once a week. I'm a man. I grow hair. thick unibrow. I do have a thick unibrow. Yeah. I have to wax Nessa's mustache. Every two weeks. No, you don't. That's not true, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I think also the weird thing about when you get married is before I was married, whenever I was dating, like, whenever I would see a guy, I think some girls aren't like this, but for some reason, like, I always just kind of got a little bit ready, right? Like, even if I was just kind of, like, hanging around the house, like, put cute sweats on, like, kind of put my hair in, like, a cute bun, and you know put mascara on and whatever and then like when you get married like some days you're just like it's just like when you're you know kind of being a bum at home like your hair is greasy don't have makeup on and you're wearing like a really big t-shirt and whatever and they just kind of see you in like full glory all the time after that right and that's not really glamorous and but it's like who I am sometimes you know so I'm not gonna like get ready all the time so that and I wouldn't want you to feel like you had to do that yeah so that's one thing what is okay working jobs while being a parent and mothers who work Ooh, interesting Yeah. Okay. You know what? First, before we go back to this, I want to answer a question. We can transition into babies a little bit. Um, We got this question a few times. It was, how did you know you were ready to have a baby? And so, yeah, let's answer that one. How did we know we wanted to have a baby? Or how did we know we were ready? Because I'll tell you what, as soon as Jet came, I was like, we're not ready. (laughs) For real. I think, yeah, okay, I have my own personal opinion on it, and I think Ness and I both agree, but I feel like it's so important to have time as a husband and wife first, and to spend time as a couple. When you're dating, that's one thing. When you're engaged, that's one thing. But when you're married, it's completely different. And you want to spend time and get to know each other even more. Yeah. And take time for yourselves. Like, 
Nessa and I were fortunate enough to be able to travel a good amount. We got to see a lot of the world together. We got to do a lot of amazing, cool things. We did summer cells together, which she outsold me doing summer cells. She's a beast. Like, we had so many cool things that we did. And I think um, we realized, hey, let's, we've done so many cool things. We, and we've been through a lot too. Maybe it's time for our next step. Nessa was graduating. I was about to graduate and we were just, I don't know. I had that feeling that it was like we were missing something. Yeah. Something that I wanted to talk about here was like, because we got this question a few times and I was like, oh, like a lot of people are thinking about this. So I, okay. So whenever like I've had a big decision in my life, like I've either had like a red light kind of in the back of my head or a green light. And me personally, I feel like that's God kind of saying like yes or no to like you can try this out you shouldn't try this out right now right so like for example when I graduated high school like I went to my first year of college and then I like was trying to decide if I wanted to go on a mission or not and I was also dating someone and like the topic of marriage came up and I could have stayed home for my mission and like dated this person and possibly married this person. And I just remember like, I told my mom, like, I just, I, I remember saying like, I feel in my, and like in my bones that I am not ready to get married. Like, I do not want to get married, even though like, I really like this person. Like, I know that I'm not ready to get married. And then, like, the but the green light for, like, the mission was, like, on, right? And so that's just kind of, like, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I do, a lot of my decisions are, are made, like, kind of based off of that feeling. Same thing, like, so then I got home from my mission, and all of a sudden I just kind of felt like the green light for marriage was on, right? And so, um, like, I remember telling Josh when we were dating, like, I'm dating to get married right now. Like, I feel like the green light is on. Like, that's, like, kind of my goal right now. Like, when it's right, like, I'm ready for it. Um, Even though, you know, I wasn't really ready. Like, you're ready to take the step, but that doesn't mean that you have to be, like, 100% like you're going to be a master at this. Like, you're never, ever going to be like this because you have to go through it and you have to, like, fail and experience it and... It takes a lot of time. So the same thing with the baby. It was like at, when we first got married, it was like, no, red light is on, not ready. All of a sudden, like, kind of went green um, when things started kind of, like, lining up. And so, yeah, that's kind of, like, how I go off of it. And I think that's kind of how it will how it will be the rest of my life. Like, for our next kid, I'm just kind of waiting for that green light. Right now, it's just, like, I don't really feel like it's there. But Stay I just, red. I feel like it's, it'll come eventually, but it's not there yet. So, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be ready, honestly. Like, when you have your first baby, you'll be ready to have a baby, but you're not going to be, like, a master. And you're not going to be perfectly set up, and, like, it's going to all go perfectly. Like, that's not going to happen. So, just wait for the green light, and, like, pray, and... Yeah, go with your gut. But yeah, like Josh said, like you want to experience things together. But also, like some people get pregnant before they even get to experience those things, you know? So, and it works out. I think, do we want to get really spiritual? But I just, I feel like God has our best interests at hand. Yes, I think so too. So maybe, I don't know, just thought 
popped into my head. Maybe make a list with your partner and say, hey, these are the things we want to accomplish before we have a child and get through a couple of them. Yeah. You obviously don't have to get through all of them, but yeah, do a couple things. That's cool. I like that. Okay. Something I... Oh, then like, I guess let's go back. So what's having a... Well, no, it was working jobs while being a parent and mothers who work. Do you want me to... Yeah. So I love my job. I absolutely love every aspect of my job. I hate that I have to go to work every day and miss out so much on the growth of Jet. Like, it's kind of hard, but I know it's something I have to do. And I... that That's kind of my thoughts for me. I mean, I think it's important to work, whether it's the husband or the, the, or the father or the, the mother working, whatever it is. But obviously, when you have a child, your goal is to do everything you can to provide for your family, right? And that's obviously why I go to work all the time. And I think... And I think it's different for every person as far as, like, a mother working, you know? Like, I've got a couple friends that I've seen post on their social media that they're like, I can't be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I, I want to work, and I, I feel like I need to work, and that's okay. Yeah. If you're able to still dedicate the time that you want to and need to to your child, right? Yeah, I think I want to say maybe just one thing. Well, I mean, I I didn't work up until a couple weeks ago, and now I'm working part-time. Here's the thing, like, the best advice I ever got on this was you need to do, like, a mom or a parent needs to do whatever they, especially a mom, I think, whatever puts you in the best mental state. So if that means you work and work, you know, and you're away from your kids for a bit and you're also a mom, like that's great. If that means you don't work, if you can afford to not work and you can be a stay-at-home mom, like that, that's great. So whatever will put you in the best mental state, I think that's probably what you want to work towards. And so, yeah, that's kind of my advice on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's huge. I mean... I, we heard something a couple months ago when Jet was little that, you know, the babies get so much focus and a lot of times people forget about the mom, right? So I think it's Nessa nail it on the head. It's so crucial to pay attention to your health and what your thoughts are and what's going to help you as as the mother be the best mom and be in the best mental state you can be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Yeah. You're welcome, babe. Um, okay. Something I wish I knew or did before having a baby. I'll just tell you something I'm glad I did. I was taking prenatal vitamins for like a year before I had a baby, which even if you don't, that's totally fine. I was just, I, the vitamins I was on, they covered um, also the prenatal vitamins that are necessary. So I just feel like that was nice to know that, you know, my body was like had the vitamins that it needed to uh like effectively create a human and so just like if you're planning on having a baby within the next year or so like maybe start taking prenatal vitamins also i wish i wish i had known more about postpartum life 
I think I was really focused on I was really focused on the delivery and like labor and delivery that that like really freaked me out and I and now I like looking back I'm like well like duh like it's so weird like literally cannot tell you how weird it is to have this like big belly and like a baby inside your belly and the thought of them getting out like uh through a space that has never been very big before like that is just like really terrifying and so and then all of a sudden and then also like you hear horror stories like and so like no wonder women are scared for like delivery and labor and everything but you know statistically speaking it goes well most of the time right and honestly I wish that like I and the labor and delivery was my favorite part of like being pregnant and having a baby like that was it was such an amazing experience like best day of my life like it was awesome I'm really glad that I had a good experience um but also like I wish that I had prepared more for postpartum life postpartum life was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be um and so like I would say as much as you prepare for labor and delivery maybe prepare double for postpartum only because it's extended like postpartum literally lasts like I just kind of barely feel like I'm getting out of postpartum and nine nine months have gone by right like that I don't know if that will blow your mind but like um it's it's like it's not just a couple weeks after you have a baby it's like I don't know and I think it lasts different for different people mine had a lot to do with the fact that Jet wasn't sleeping well till clear till like six months down the road so um yeah like prepare by uh, making meals for yourself like freezer meals I wish I had done more freezer meals um like let line up like spa days uh girls nights nights with your sister with your mom like literally treat yourself um read books read or watch youtube videos like just really prepare for postpartum because it's hard like taking on a new life and your body like changes so much and your hormones are so out of whack and you're in pain and it's so much stress like so like literally just prepare as much as you can for that that's what I would say. Let's move on though. Like I don't want to spend too much time there because we still need to get through some questions. Is that all right? Yeah. Is that good? The only thing I wish I would have known or done had read more books or got more prepared. <laughs> yeah. My postpartum wasn't as hard as Vanessa's, so I have nothing to talk to that. Yeah. No, it's all right. Um, okay. We're going to do – there's a fun one and then there's a kind of deep one, okay? So – what song would you sing at a karaoke night? Oh, we sang a song at a karaoke night. Yeah. Can't remember what it was, though. You don't remember? Oh, was it Tenacious D? Yeah, it was Tribute. Tribute by Jack Tenacious Black. D. Yeah, it was really funny. And one. I was actually really sad that a lot of the people there didn't really know what that song oh, was. Oh, if you've never heard that song, Tribute by Tenacious D. It's just a funny one. So good. But I don't know if it would be that funny if I hadn't, like, kind of grown up on it. I guess that's true. So... Yeah, that's what we sing once. I think we would no, bust but, out. No, but what would you sing? Oh, what would I sing? Yeah. Shoot. Um, one, I wouldn't sing at a karaoke night, if I'm being honest. I am 
Yeah, you would. I hate my voice. I know your personality. Like, this is being silly. Like, you wouldn't be serious, I don't think. But what would you sing? First song that comes to my head is My Humps by Black Eyed Peas. What? Yeah. That's why I didn't want to say anything. Your your listeners are going to be like, what the frick? What? <sighs> Stop. Oh, what you going to so do with funny. all that junk? That's okay. That is so funny. Yep, I could totally see that. Um, I'm a good, 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 hey, stop! <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> what um, would you sing? Uh, break away. What's that? Okay, this is an ode to my like middle school self, but I think I always loved just What's like break away? singing "Break Away" by Kelly Clarkson. How's it go? I'm not gonna sing it right now. But I don't even know the song. Like I can't even think of it. Okay, I'll sing a little part. Okay, at the beginning it goes, da 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 Such a good one. Oh, that's such a like. I just like. I feel like I always wished that I was Kelly Clarkson and that I had the opportunity to sing that song. I don't. I remember thinking that when I was little. Like, just a great song. Okay. Um. Okay. So. my wings and I'll that one, huh? Yeah. Got it. Do what it takes. Okay, just <laughs> Alright, we gotta move on. Babe, we got a podcast record. Come I on, know. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are you doing? Reading the things. Oh, okay. Okay, so the next thing though that we have to answer is how do you cope with hard things? That was the deep question. How do you cope with hard things? Honestly, I think we've been through a lot. In our marriage, we've, we've experienced some pretty crappy stuff. And I think sometimes you just have to embrace the fact that what you're going through is hard and feel the emotions. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, when, when they're going through hard things, they do everything they can to, like, forget about it. Yeah. And get rid of it or push it aside or whatever. And, yeah, I mean that might work for a minute but it'll constantly come back until you fully feel and embrace the emotions you're feeling and get through it i guess for listeners i haven't talked about this on the podcast yet but oh it's a hard thing to talk about for us so we uh lost one of our twins so jeter is a is an identical twin um, we lost him at about, uh, it was about 19 and a half weeks. So we were almost 20 weeks, like halfway through pregnancy. And, uh, we lost our twin, uh, baby. And there's lots of details to that story that like, I don't think we'll share with too many people because it's just really, it was a really hard thing to go mm-hmm. through. Um, but you know, without saying too much right now just because I don't think the reason I don't think we'll share I don't think we're fully healed from that and so it's hard to talk about things that you're not really fully healed from with people that you don't know or that you don't feel like will you I don't know if everyone that will listen to this like will um I'm not ready to be totally vulnerable about that is basically what I want to say um and so maybe in the future like we'll talk more about it but just not ready right now but so 
I heard someone say in a, a talk in church once that if it wasn't for Christ and his atonement and what he did for us, like, you think about all the people that have gone through so many hard things in the world, like, how do they even, like, keep living? Or, like, how do they keep functioning? Or how do they, like, laugh sometimes? You know, I just listened to this podcast of a lady whose husband died in the in Afghanistan, like, and the soldiers came up to her door and told her that her husband had passed away, and, like, a little, like, 24 hours later, like, they were having people come over to the door and talking to her, and she said that she was laughing, and because people were telling her, like, their memories of him, and they were remembering him, and, like, laughter was involved, and joy in a lot of ways and some peace you know and I really think like when we were in like a dark place there was something that was carrying us and there was a peace that defied understanding which that phrase is out of the scriptures and it it surpasses um understanding and that is the atonement and like that's Christ to me And so, like, as far as coping with hard things, I think that you have to remember, you know, that Christ is there and that he's helping you move forward. I remember this person, like, saying that, you know, um, if it wasn't for him, like, we'd be walking around with, how how do we even walk around? We're just walking around numb or with holes in our hearts because of the things that we go through. But somehow Christ heals us and allows us to feel peace and joy and um, whole at some point. I know that some people go through some things to where they can't feel that for a while, but I do think that there are angels and there are people that Christ sends to help carry and help you get through. So just look around for the things that are carrying you. Because I truly think that God is so aware of every one of his children in every corner of the earth. And that's something, too, when I was on my mission, it was crazy to me. I would meet the most random, like, people in the most obscure little towns in Peru. And they, their deepest, like, desires of their heart really, truly was to know God and to know their standing with him, to know their relation or how they could have a relationship with him. And they also, lots of them had testimonies of him in their own way. So I just think that he's there. And so just knowing that God's there and that he truly does want to bless you is a huge one. Nailed it on the head. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think about that a lot. So I hope that helps. Um, okay, what is your favorite thing about being married? You or me? You. I get to hang out with my best friend every day. I get to see you every day. Um, we get to just share cool experiences together. And we get to raise a child together. I don't know. I feel like when you, you reach a certain point where it's like, I need something more someone to push me to be a better person and being married and having a spouse to do that it's just like one of the best things about being married is you have someone that's like hey you gotta bust your butt and make things happen you know yeah like you motivate me 
Yeah. And Jet motivates me. Yeah. I'd say ditto. Yeah. I love having Josh around, having a buddy. It's it's a really big blessing, honestly. Okay, someone asked how we handle money and budget. Spend first, question later. <laughs> no, we did a podcast about this. Yeah, we did. We talked about budget, um, and that was really important to us from when we were dating but uh as far as like a few things about how we handle budget i guess like things that we prioritize we got help basically our podcast we talk about how we had like a coach that helped us learn how to do a budget and create a retirement plan and the savings and we have a 401k right a roth ira roth ira and a 401k, and a 401k through your work Right, mm-hmm. um, but Roth IRA is a Roth IRA is just another f- investment tool, retirement tool that you can use that is taxed as you put money in. That way, when you pull money out, like with a Roth IRA, or I'm sorry, with a 401k, you know you accumulate all this wealth, but you're taxed on it in the when you pull it out. Whereas with the Roth IRA, you're taxed on it as you put it in. So when you pull all this fat money out when you retire, you don't get taxed on it because it's already been taxed. Yeah. And that's what we use for our savings, right? That's, like, yeah, one of our investment So we put tools. $200 away a month in there. And that's one rule that we have as far as budget goes. Which isn't, honestly, isn't much, but it, it's what we could do when we were first married. Yeah. And it's accumulated really well. Yeah. It's doing really well, so we'll continue to put money in every month. And then it'll go up. What we have share, to but. spare, and yeah, um, we also use an app called Envelopes um, that kind of helps us. Um, it's kind of like the Dave Ramsey thing where he says to put like cash in envelopes, but it's all online, and you can hook it up to your bank account and divide the money mm-hmm. in your bank account into these like digital online envelopes, and then when you spend. Um, the transactions like you can assign them to those digital envelopes it's really nice so that's that's what we like to do as far as that but go back and listen to that um, budget interview yes. with Cole it's it's awesome yeah um, let's see oh tips on making friends and staying in touch with friends while being married and having a baby yeah, that's a good question it's really hard that's hard yeah, yeah. I mean I think the hard thing is, is, you know, Jet goes down anywhere from 7 to 8. And when we were single, our friends were like, it was like 9 o'clock. And we're like, come over and hang out. And we're like, okay, totally fine. Now it's, you got a baby to take care of. You have a baby you know? that you have to think about. And it's crazy, like, how, you know, people want to hang out. Or you have to do it earlier in the day, but there's work. And then finding a babysitter. Like, for people that have family around, um, I think it'd probably be a lot easier. <laughs> Ours is kind of hard because we don't have a ton of family, like, really close by that can just, like, watch Jet. Um, so, it's pretty tricky, honestly. Um, you just do what you can. I mean... Yeah, you just got to do what you can. Hang out That's as what much we as do. you can. And- we just try and stay in touch with, like, old friends. Like, try and set things up. One thing that I was talking about to a friend recently was creating, like, a tradition... Um, that our friends get together and do hopefully like every year in like a certain season so like in the fall like 
we go to a cabin like we airbnb a cabin and we do things together then in like the spring we go to park city or something like and then in the summer we you know another example right so um just like maybe try and organize like friend traditions and then if you're close to friends though just um, look for opportunities to invite it's as simple as you guys taking initiative is what i've learned so far Wow, I wasn't imagining this would take that long to like get through, honestly. But that was a yawn. oh my gosh, you were getting tired. I'm getting tired. Of oh, I gotta answer this one. This came from one of our favorite people, but I promised that they remain anonymous. So, uh, what did you like about Josh when you first met him? Oh, <laughs> Let's hear you this. have to answer this one too. But well, no, that wasn't a question. What did I like about myself when you first met me? No, what did you like about me? But I'll I'll answer first. So what I liked about Josh, well, okay, so we we met technically first writing when we were writing online. We met online. Yeah, and he was just like really positive um, to talk to online and positivity was like a big we met on the mission it wasn't like we were pen pals riding from utah to idaho it was on the mission i just want to preface that what do you mean no you were home well you were on a mission and i was on a mission that's what i'm saying when we first started writing separate missions not on the same mission and that's not allowed if you want to know more about like our story that's like that's the first episode so you can hear a little bit of like how we met in our first date but as far as like what I first liked about Josh I liked his positivity I thought he was a really positive person but also um obviously like I thought he was really good looking really like he was tall he had a really great smile I just thought he was really kind and let me tell you a story on like the first like real date where I felt like I was really getting to like vibe with Josh um it wasn't our first date but it was like probably the third or something do you remember we were at my cousin's house we were watching a movie in his basement and I was still like fresh off the mission and prayer is just you know really big on a mission and (laughs) don't judge me guys literally I had prayed so much on my mission so used to that and it was really weird coming home and like it's not like a scheduled part of your day anymore. But anyway, so we're watching the movie and I realized like, oh my gosh, like I haven't said like my bedtime prayers tonight. And it was like, it was 11 or something. I like didn't want the night to go by without that. And I like kind of leaned over Josh. I was like, oh, like I haven't said like my prayers tonight. And Josh was like, oh, that's okay. And he like paused the TV like didn't even say anything to me paused the tv turned around got on his knees and just started praying like at the couch and i was like what the heck like just happened and that just meant a ton to me i was like he didn't make fun of me he didn't say like it's okay and like don't worry about it like whatever and like (laughs) he just like did it and i was like that's so cool and so yeah like I said my prayers too and then we got back up and watched t- uh, the movie and yeah that's like one thing that stood out to me was just that he like what is the word for that like boss <laughs> he didn't make fun of me and he let me be me I think that was that was one thing 
That was beautiful, thank you. <laughs> Josh, you sound so tired. I'm not tired. Okay. I did wake up at what five did you, this morning, what did you not? What did you like at first like about me? Oh my gosh, guys, let me tell you a little something about the first time I ever saw Vanessa in person. All right. Oh dear. Cleaning my car out at Ventana Student Housing. That's where we're at. They've and heard this story. I know, but all of a sudden, there's a, a horn that honks. I turn around. This 5'4 girl gets out. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I remember talking to my roommate. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to shake her hand or give her a hug. She came up and gave me a hug. And it was just like a warm embrace. And I loved that hug. But no, I'm being serious. Like, I absolutely, like, that was one of my favorite things. was like, one, you're just beautiful. I loved your smile. I loved how engaged you were in our conversations we were having. I love just being able to kind of just talk about your adventures in Peru. And we just had fun together. I mean, I think we just had such a good time together. And I loved how just happy you were and positive you were. And just, you you legit just seemed to be on cloud nine all the time. And I just wanted to join you on that cloud. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I'm saying this, I am tired right now, so I'm just letting my mind go. <laughs> but it's true. And it's oh awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are we still on cloud nine? Oh, we're soaring on cloud nine. I think he is loopy, guys. But, um, yeah, Josh has weird dreams. <laughs> and he's probably going to dreams about cloud nine tonight. <laughs> Should I tell him about one of my dreams? No, 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 no. I'm going to spray you guys Why don't we do a podcast? if you guys like this podcast and want to hear a podcast about my dreams, I will do the podcast. Go ahead and comment on the Ways to Live podcast Instagram page. No, this is not. And just call it. About my dreams Just comment. Just comment Josh's dreams. It'll be so good. Okay, well, guys, we just uh, did this little Q&A. Hope that it gives you some insight on how we live. And, uh, yeah, this is Josh and Vanessa. We're signing out. And this is Another Another Way way to to Live. live. I did it. See you later, guys. Yes.